0: The views and opinions expressed in the following podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the producers, the affiliates, or digital platforms hosting this podcast. All content is for the purposes of education, conjecture, and at times, entertainment. We promote inclusiveness and diversity. Enjoy the show.
1: Welcome
0: to Into the Welcome to Into the Deep, I'm Jay Costa. Just about every recorded civilization has created some form of ritual observance focused on what happens to people when they die and how the living should best honor those who have passed or respond to the dead who seem unwilling or unable to move on. What happens after we die? Well, today's guests. One of which is a returning guest from episode four is coming back with his wife for episode 44. We didn't plan it. It just happened to fall that way. Today's guests are Mark Christopher Nelson and Barbara Nelson, otherwise known as the Para Nelsons. They're paranormal investigators who have investigated murder cases such as the Black Dahlia murder and others. From appearances on ABC's 2020 to Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventurers, Haunted History, and a myriad of other shows. If you like spooky stuff, if you like ghosts, this is an episode for you. So, join me as we seek light and journey into the deep with the Paranelsons. Enjoy.
1: Welcome back. I am so excited. Uh... How you been? <laughs> Jay, it's good to see you again. Good to see you. We had fun last time, and I brought uh, I brought company this time. My lovely and talented Barbara.
2: Hello. Hi, Barbara. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Nice to meet you.
0: Great to meet you as well. I've heard so much about you, actually. <laughs> so Uh-oh. this is awesome. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, all good stuff. <laughs> I, I mean, you know.
2: Yes.
1: Yes. Jay. Check, don't get me in trouble, Jay. I'll check the Venmo. I'm going to check my Venmo right now. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> don't get me in trouble, mister. And you're going to probably meet our puppy here occasionally, too. He's a little hard to control. But it's Rusty? Rusty. Rusty,
0: Aww. rusty
1: the Ruffian.
0: He's
3: oh, he thinks
1: Ruffian. everything yeah. is a game. He's an Airedale Terrier. Oh. So and so he's a, he's a big, crazy boy. He'll calm down once he realizes that it isn't all about him.
0: <laughs> well, I'm excited to have you back. Thank you for coming back on, and Barbara, thank you for for joining Mark on this episode. Oh
2: yeah, of course. Well, we,
1: we've had some great experiences together. I mean, I started out as a psychic medium, and then we were, as a couple, invited to do some paranormal investigating, and that led yep. to Barbara and I having some pretty cool experiences.
2: Yeah, and we've been compared to um, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yep, except Flip. Yes, oh, I, do the, I do the technology, and Mark is the psychic. Okay. So. Um, and
1: just so we know, we're 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 not endorsed by Ed and Lorraine's family. No. Um They may, I mean, they. But
2: several several uh, people that you know we've worked with, they go, "Oh wow, you guys are like the modern day Ed and Lorraine."
1: Which we take as a high compliment. That, yeah. No,
2: we take that as a compliment.
1: Um, they, they did some groundbreaking work in the, in the paranormal investigative field. Um, we have, like I say, nothing but respect for them, and we're okay. we're not making any money on this this little no, appearance. No. We're just referencing um, the fact that they were trailblazers for so right. many people in this field, That's and so awesome. uh, we're, we're aware of them. And uh, we we just found some. I, I actually came up with, like, I started looking into them when people brought it up about us, and so I found out that. what is it uh the war well very basic math the warrens are six letters nelson's are six letters but like things like um ed was an artist barbara's an artist um ed and i have like our birthdays are one day apart not the same year i'd be much older but um uh very similar to that um they have one daughter uh we have one daughter
3: daughter.
1: wow uh both we've been barbara and i've been married 37 years
3: Thirty-seven. Yeah.
1: Hard to imagine. It just seemed like I I was there was this cute girl in in class. We were just
3: kids.
1: (laughs) They met as teens. We met as teens, and it's so it's just been kind of wild. So, and um, let's see. So along the way, we we've been called in uh, to to invent. We we started out. I was doing platform reading, and people saw me, and then they said, "Can you come and do this?" And then Barbara said, "I want to go." And all of a sudden, we realized that Barbara is sensitive too.
2: Oh yeah, no, I've had it um in my family. My uh grandmother uh was very psychic. My grandfather, um, my other sister is also sensitive. I mean, it's been in our family. We're we're all very um intuitive or um, you know, have have believed in the paranormal. And uh my mom knew what Mark did and she had no problem with it. Yeah, and,
1: yeah, because it's kind of a thing that's Like, how do you tell the in-laws, yeah, I I have a day job, but I also talk to dead people. Is that a problem? Is that a deal breaker? And Barbara was, uh, I mean, I still remember telling you the first time, I think I'm talking to people on the other side, and you handled it really well. Well,
2: we actually, um, there's this uh, one Hollywood psychic, um, Kenny Kingston, and he was uh, Marilyn Monroe's personal psychic. And um, we were introduced to him uh, through my sister, who would go to his gatherings um, down in Hollywood. And he would give these uh, wonderful group uh, readings. He'd have other psychics there, and there'd be you'd sign up for whatever psychic was available and give group readings. And it was like a he grabbed our ring. He grabbed the
1: ring. Yeah, so
2: he was coming down the aisle. And he said, "Okay, everybody, hold up a piece of jewelry because he he also did psychometry. Mm-hmm. he actually introduced Mark to psychometry and uh so Mark held up his uh, wedding ring wedding yeah. ring and you you tell him what hes well, says. it's
1: like you two have been together before you're gonna be traveling many, many lives. Yeah. And then just the idea that you know it's kind of tough to keep going you know I feel really blessed we both do that we've managed to be together. This long and, and so far as I know, I think we're still gonna be together tomorrow unless I really screw up tonight. So
2: <laughs>
1: don't screw up. Don't screw up. See? <laughs> it's <a> very practical. <laughs> one day at a time, Mr. <laughs> so so uh yeah, but we held the ring But what was cool is that we ended up I started to do work in, with Barbara and through some of our investigating, we ended up doing a seance with, with him with Kenny. Oh, it, wow. was his
2: that it was the last ever
1: ever Yeah, we were at the Hollywood Roosevelt.
2: Hollywood Roosevelt, which and, is kind um, of a in a very haunted room. Uh, it it was. It's not one of the the main part of the Hollywood Roosevelt. If if you go there, there's a main hotel that has all the you know uh, rooms, but then there's these cabana rooms that are off the pool. Yeah. So one of those cabana rooms uh was very, very haunted. Yeah. And the the women especially were creeped out by that room because there was uh a murder, uh probably several murders yeah. in that room. Um, and it was one guy who would lure the women to the room and you know.
1: We first heard about it from uh we had a friend who worked in catering at the hotel. And yeah. according to what She told us they have like their closed circuit cameras caught this maid running out of a hotel, screaming and fainting on the hallway. Yeah, She
2: fainted in the hallway because
1: she saw someone with like blood all over them, like someone in spirit covered with blood, not looking good, looking Mm -hmm. very scary.
2: And uh, they couldn't rent the room. Nobody wanted to stay in the room. And if they did, they would. Go screen running out. They had you know. trouble
1: keeping people in the room overnight. Yeah.
2: And uh, I I remember, it, like, one thing, uh, you know, some of the girls, you know, it's like, you know, I, I got to go to the bathroom, you know, so you're in the bathroom and it's like, you felt like you were being watched, you know. And so afterwards, you know, all the girls were comparing notes and like, wasn't that bathroom creepy? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where the actual murder
3: happened.
2: Whoa. So anyway, but we, we all picked up on it. it yes.
1: really that, and we very... Barbara, Barbara's group with technology too. That's the thing, it's like, yeah. I just walk in with my head on my shoulders, but she knows how to use meters and things that give you actual quantifiable data and, and, and readings and information. I mean, I can come up with names, but uh, like together we'll do something where I'll ask a question, and Barbara's got meters and it will start, the spirit would start, like, give us two blinks for a yes, one for a no. You've probably seen this in different shows. But mm. I think we did it really well. That, And also, too, um, they seem to, to kind of recognize that the two of us can, can hear and listen. And Barbara will do some, we'll both walk into a, a location and she'll say, I think you need to come over this way. And so I'll follow her lead uh, on on. Maybe. Yeah I
2: usually I usually if we're invited to uh, whatever property, I usually go in first and I'm kind of the bird dog because I I kind of get a sense of uh, kind of where activity is and kind of lead mark like, okay, I think over in this area there's something going on. And uh, I also get little movies in my head uh like mark but i don't i I can't communicate the way Mark does, but I do get imagery of uh you know what what went on or what happened, something you know uh or if there's an entity there, I can sense it. I could definitely and Mark can too sense if there's something demonic or bad, yeah um and then you know of course, we always prepare you know uh, make sure that we give ourselves uh, kind of a a blessing and uh, but one time we got a little careless and didn't do that and we paid for it.
1: We went to uh, we were asked by a TV production company uh, before they invested their whole crew to come in they said can you go to this address and tell us if you feel like anything is here and so it was an interesting it was a nice compliment um, Barb and I have worked with them previously on... uh,
2: The Ghost Hunters.
1: Well, it was Ghost Hunters, but this was like Haunted History was our first touch. Hmm. But for what it's worth, Barb and I have uh, worked with Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures, Haunted History, and a number of other shows. And so um, they called us in to this place, and I walked up, and the first, our dog is being ridiculous. Do we need to put him out or downstairs? (laughs) He's like, all of a sudden, he wants to be on camera. Sorry. (laughs) Absolutely. <laughs> you want to put him downstairs? Put it, don't mind, boy. We're gonna take. We're taking a dog break.
0: <laughs> no word from us. Because
1: he just doesn't seem. Oh, that's not gonna work. Um, <laughs> maybe he'll calm down. He's just a puppy that gets kind of. Do you want to put him downstairs? Downstairs? No. I'll... Don't mind us. I'll keep talking. So what we did is we went to this uh, place. But as I walked up to the, with the producer and Barbara, the first thing I heard was, or I saw, was this guy dressed in period clothes from like the 1940s. And he was like giving me, I mean, I could see him physically. And I'm thinking, it's like, oh, you're a doctor. I feel like I'm drifting into his head and his thoughts, right? You're, you're. oh, and then I realized, you are the guy that, okay. And I turned to the producer and said, if a doctor lived in this house at the time of the murder that you're looking into, he did it this little guy very slick looking and he did it and then she said, well, that was what we were looking for. There was a doctor we that was yeah. here and he was able to make like he was trained to to cut the body in certain ways and he did that And as it turns right, out
2: right. Um, they, they in medical school back then they had a, a particular um it, it was a very meticulous, way to um, I guess drain the blood from the body or whatever Mm -hmm. and um, I don't think they teach it anymore but it was a very he was a surgeon so he had very precise uh, very good at what he did and so they the police always suspected that that he was the guy but they could never prove it but even his own son who we also met Thought, he, he wrote a book called um, The Black Dahlia Avenger, and um, his son actually was a uh, detective for the LAPD for about 35 years. He had like a 95% uh, crime. Uh,
1: he solved an awful lot of crimes. Yeah,
2: he solved a lot of cases, and he, we, we spoke to him, and he said, oh, yeah, my dad, he did it. He's, he, he did was the Black Dahlia murder, and so when you have your own son saying that, it's and just
1: like, interesting too that the idea that you're 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 I mean, it's not just because you're you you're not your father's son. I mean, if the son if the father is a serial killer, which is what the, the his son implied, then his son actually it's interesting. He he said that I went to go get evidence on my father since I was in the department. Um, I could go into the records. And he said he found a box that was uh, supposed to hold all the evidence against his father. And he went to that box, and it was emptied. empty.
2: Somebody this is
1: like decades Somebody had
2: been paid to empty it out. So. And
1: it's almost like something out of like a film noir movie where right, um, right. this guy had friends. Uh, the doctor was like head of women's health services in Los Angeles back mm-hmm. in like the 40s, late 40s. And part of what he did is he worked with, um, you know, prostitutes or or poor women that that had social disease, uh, had pregnant, that were pregnant out of wedlock. And that also, too, it turned out that this guy, again, according to his son, was able to help, um, uh, what is it, with abortions. You know, back when it was illegal, we'll set up an abortion because... You made this right. impregnated this young woman and your wife won't be happy about it and she's gonna talk and want money and it all gets pretty ugly, especially when you're a big wig in Los Angeles. Mm. So uh to have all of this kind of uh, occur was really interesting. And so but
2: but we we didn't we just went in there not knowing oh. how serious it was and this doctor actually ended up following us home. Literally, yeah. His, his energy actually bombed onto us and followed us home
1: the reason why we know we're not giving you a chance to say anything Jay forgive us but it's like oh no, no this is um, great um, one thing that occurred is that like if Barbara, Barbara and I got home and then we both got into like the worst screaming fight and Barbara and I don't fight like that you know we' we're, we're I mean if we would not have lasted this long that nah. was how we normally fought <laughs> We would, we would have been a murder case all on tour to yeah, Barbara yeah. would have clubbed me with something in the head. I probably had it coming. Who knows? But, <laughs> seriously. But we it were, was
2: really unusual. And Mark, I, I just looked at him and I said, Mark, you look like you're possessed.
1: And it was just kind of interesting that I realized it's like, this is not how we normally no. behave. This is not how we normally handle this. And then it's like, where were we? where did we literally just walk away from? Uh, a building, a home, uh, a place where we believe a, a serial killer, uh,
2: right?
1: Oh, cut and dismantled.
2: Yeah, many women. And um, another thing was, um, you know, we've been to some pretty gruesome places, but this was the only house. I told Mark because we we actually went back twice, and I said, I I just can't go back there. I this is the only house that I did not want to go back a second time. I was that worried about it. And, uh, but I did. And the second time was, you know, he, he was to us and he, he knew we, we knew he was there. And, uh, he said a couple of things about you. Oh, well
1: he's, you know, get out of here. You pipsqueak. And, and it's like, Oh, I was taking out the trash. It's like, what a terrible way to... And he
2: it mentioned his uh, IQ.
1: Oh, he said, you know, he, yeah. he was insulting me. What was interesting, though, is we got this thing where, it's like, I heard that there was a, a was it the count?
2: Yes, the count.
1: He said, someone here was like purporting, um, you know, compo- he's saying, I'm a count, like a European royalty. Hmm. And it turns out that this one doctor who lived there did in fact have a, uh, a friend. The, Baron.
2: The, Baron. the Baron. That the Baron. was it, The Baron. And um, mm-hmm. so Mark kept picking up on, I, I see someone named The Baron. And so uh, The Baron was a friend of his that he used to hang out with and have all these parties. And yeah. they'd invite, you know, the chief of police and the mayor and mm-hmm. celebrities at the time. And um, so uh, he he was the one that would help him do a lot of the murders. So there's always
1: been fixers. I'm sure that you, with all of the interesting guests that you get coming through here, you hear all kinds of people coming from different places. But um, that that was like a, a little bit of about who we are.
2: And ironically, the, the guy who owned the house, owned the property, he bought the property as an investment property. He did not live in it. Because I, I remember we asked him, we we're like, do you you live in this house? And he goes, Oh no. He goes, I I live somewhere else. I would never live in this house. It, yeah. And it's like, oh, I agree. I I wouldn't either. Mm. That was
1: just a real in a nutshell. It's like it's called the Jaws House. Um, and it's on Franklin in like east side of Hollywood. And what was weird is that when you walk into the house and you're inside, it becomes almost soundproof. So it's like, I don't know about you, Jay, but my house isn't terribly soundproof, especially when you consider that this is on a busy street. Oh, and then we walked into the basement. They had what looked like an altar set up in the basement. And there was like, why would you build something? It almost looked like there was a ceremonial platform, but all of the religious iconography had been removed.
2: Well, and he built, there was a... um, kind of a safe room he built he he actually had it built and it was in the living room behind the bookcase or something yeah and it was just all a concrete room and everybody's like what what is this for you know it's why like why did build he that? build this you know right but anyway it was an interesting house uh very creepy uh the, the spirit the energy is still there we we both heard uh Elizabeth Short's
3: yes. voice
2: very yeah. very uh she was very kind of timid but very direct and i think she really wanted us to tell her story of what happened you know and um you know we we heard it we heard really? the whole thing you know wow. so that was an interesting investigation wow
0: now, was this was this the house that the doctor owned?
2: Yes, it, yes, yeah. Wow.
1: And as a boy, the, this um, this former LAPD detective lived in it, and then mm. he, he realized that at one point, with this, his
2: mom and his sister, And his sister,
1: oh. that, um, the father, the father, a doctor who she divorced, you
2: know,
1: later, not that later, but later, um, he remembers being sent away to like another house. And that was had to been when they had these parties. Oh,
2: no! They what the night of the um, the murder, his mom took his him and his sister to visit her sister oh, in right. Palm Springs. So the doctor was alone in the house for the entire weekend, Back and that's the- <clears throat> and that's when the murder happened.
1: It was in nineteen forty-seven. Yeah, a gazillion years ago, but still, you know, pretty. It, it's interesting when you think that the energy and the spirit is still there. So,
2: yeah, no, it was fascinating. Very unusual house. It was very creepy. And yeah,
1: it was built like a Mayan temple. You look up Jaws House.
2: Yeah, the entryway is like uh, an animal jaws like opening up.
1: That's why people call it that. And it was built by the son of a very famous architect, Frank Lloyd Wright. Frank uh, Lloyd Wright, yeah, designed it. um, No, the
2: son did. The
1: son did. Yeah. Okay. Who was a very well-known architect in his own right. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it's in a pricey, cool area, but that's just one of the little Hollywood adventures that we've had. Wow. Just one. You've had more. Oh yeah.
2: Well, one of the, one of the other places, I don't know if Mark mentioned this one, this was in, um, is it Silver Lake? Not Silver Lake. Um, it's by the Greek Theater.
1: Which one? Is it the dentist's, the dentist's house? Uh.
2: And um, it was uh, a murder case back in the late 50s, early 60s. By like 1961. Yeah. If people go out and visit Los Angeles, they go to the Hollywood Bowl. But there's the Greek Theater, which is also an outdoor theater. But mm. the homes around it are, you know, multi-million dollar homes. With beautiful. like a view.
1: Here's the view of downtown L.A. right there. Yeah. Boom. Wow. Yeah.
2: And this particular house was kind of uh, up, up on a hill. And it had a beautiful view of downtown Los Angeles on a, a clear day. <laughs> but um, and it's ironic because the house right above. This house was also built by uh, Frank Lloyd Wright's son.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was busier in that area.
2: That was, that's kind of a bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the, the way the story goes is this dentist came home. It was Christmas. They had the tree up. They had the decorations, the packages under the tree. And he just came home one night and bludgeoned the wife to death. And then it's going to go after the kids. Um, I he, think they, he beat
1: his a teenage daughter unconscious.
2: But she woke up. She ran out of the house to the neighbors, and then the son—I uh, forget what he did—but he didn't get kid. The no, doctor. they had
1: two other children that the, the doctor couldn't get to. Right. right. Oh. But was, was?
2: But then he killed himself.
1: He ended up killing himself too. And what? Well, yeah. Here's an adventure in TV production. We were told by our producer, oh, yes, we have access to this house. Oh, really? Okay. Then how come you want us to go in the window? Oh, because we <laughs> want it to look authentic. We want it to look, oh. And then we do a walk around with me and Barbara and a, and a team. Because
2: it's, it's totally abandoned. The thing about the house is they left, the family left the house exactly the way it was. They sold it. The person that bought the house just covered up the furniture with cloth. He left the house exactly the way it was in
1: 1960. my 61 or 59, something like
2: that. And so there's still, you know, wrapping paper from 1961, Christmas stuff. I mean,
1: just laying there. It's like right out of a horror movie.
2: And newspaper, you know. And it's exactly
1: the way they left it the night that that happened. I mean, there's like, rat. I mean, there was rat laying on the floor. There was, uh, and mom was, I, I was, I really, I really wanted to go in to hear it and produce and, and go on in. It'll be fine. And so they, we opened up a window and I'm crawling in on top of newspapers that like the earliest, I mean, the, the papers on the top of the stack were from like the 1980s and it's like covered with dust. And this is, 20,
2: well the guy 14, yeah, the guy who bought it ended up yeah. using it as a storage place. But <laughs> he was, just would put weird stuff in it. <laughs> so and you know, uh kids would break into it over sure. Halloween and you know, go in the upstairs room. And, but it was you know, but it was just the strangest, really sad, you know, what happened there.
1: And so um, we were able to pick up on it's like there is someone here, we got these names. Barbara and I again are very good at tag teaming, but it was just the creepiest darn thing to see. Like Toys and Garland from 1950 or 61, I can't remember 59, 61. Yeah. And the, the family just walked away and they all moved. They took the two, the, the remaining family members, the parents are both deceased. The, the, they moved back east. They moved back east were, and raised yeah. the kids. And it's, it really <laughs> sounds like a setup for a horror movie.
3: Yeah. It,
1: you know, and it kind of was. And then walking in and seeing like, I've never been into a house where it was a large, expensive home where they just covered everything with sheets. Mm. And then it's just like, I think we have got to get out of here. This someone is not telling us the truth. We're not supposed to be here.
2: Mm. But it was really sad because we saw the the wife yeah. uh, had forgiven him
1: in spirit. In spirit,
2: was- she had forgiven him, but he was he didn't want to go. Uh, we were trying to cross him over to go to the light but he was afraid and so we saw her holding him uh saying she's she forgave him but he was still tormented by what he did and um and that that his spirit is still there you know he he just he will not leave he will not leave so um we try to help we always go into a situation where something like that we always try to go in In light and try and um, understand the situation. Uh, Of course, he wasn't in his right mind. He was probably depressed at the time. Uh, I think there was something about his practice wasn't doing very well. He was losing money. Still, a very expensive large home. Yeah, and so Hmm. he was in financial trouble. So it's like um, the circumstances were, you know, just set up so that he was. Going to do something like that.
1: So wow. anyway, um, we've also had experiences with uh, spirits of uh, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah, we, we stayed at a hotel where we were invited to come to a hotel where they were. It was undergoing renovation. It's a landmark hotel in the Los Angeles area. And um, can we say the No, mind? we shouldn't uh, because okay. we signed a we signed a non disclosure, so we won't. But, Fair um, enough. It's a it's. It's a very well-known location that had been under renovation. I'll just
2: say it's in a canyon. <laughs> it's in a canyon.
1: It's about seven or eight years. Probably, it's maybe going on like nine years ago, something like that. Yeah, something like yeah, that.
2: Something like so that. in
1: any case, during the renovation, um, they still have all their, their closed-circuit TV and cameras on. And what they noticed is that the guys running their men in black with their, their headphones and security noticed a little girl playing in the hallway. And they're like, there's not supposed to be any guests in the hotel. Please see what this is about. They w- they sent one of their their guys down to see her. And as they did that, they, he he sees the little girl and says, hello. And she just looks up at him and smiles and disappears. And it's like, okay, we're out of our element. This ain't <laughs> what we do. This is not what we do. And then again, through the same friend at the Hollywood Roosevelt, they heard about us being... Maybe we're at one we, well, you know so not the first hotel we've kind of helped with, and they asked us to come in, and um, so they gave us the grand tour. But one of one of the places we went to, I walking with Barbara, it's like the coldest night we've ever had in LA. It's probably never gets into the twenties in LA, but. Maybe it was because the, the of the canyon, canyon.
2: yeah, because it was really – it was, had to be, like, what, in the 30s? Uh, t-
1: like 28, yeah. 29, Ooh. which is very unusual. Unusual, like. yeah, very unusual. And I see this woman in spirit uh, dressed in, like, a white summery dress, like white blonde hair, maybe just the fact that she was diffused, the image of her, like, moving around and dancing almost in front of this, um, this one bungalow. And I, we were with the head of security and the general manager of the hotel, and a number of other security people. They were taking this very seriously, so we did too. And so I said, "Seeing a woman, blonde hair, she's almost like looks like Marilyn Monroe." And I said, "That was Marilyn Monroe's favorite um, place to hang out when she would well, want to hide." She used to live yeah. there at different times. Yeah. And so, and then I said, and then I said, "Well, we need to get up in that room over there." They said, well, OK, we'll let you in. And then I looked again and I saw right? it looks like she's standing at the top of the stairs shaking her head. Like, I don't think she wants us to go in there. And these guys who are very serious general manager, head of security, we'll let you we'll get in. Don't you worry about it. And so they had their uh, digital locks and uh, electronic locks and they stopped working. They, they failed. They didn't work. And so. Then occurred, and they
2: said that's never happened. That
1: never happened. <laughs> they had to go out and get the old manual keys and go in the service way. Wow! And, and so um, it was really interesting. And so we we saw that we ended up. Uh, Barbara did her thing with the uh, the meters, the K two meter, the
2: millimeter. We also we, did digital recording. Yeah. yeah. And
1: so the idea was that um, we started to have a conversation with this little girl, and we realized, okay. Um, you know, did you or, or do you know where your parents are? No. Can you see the white light from where you are? Yes. And we're getting yes/no answers. And um, then I'm hearing it's like you should really listen. I think your parents are in the white light. Can you start to walk towards the white? And we went from we were having very quick yes/no answers, blink, 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 getting responses. I died here. I'm, I'm, stu- I'm I've been here a long time. I, I don't, you know. Anyway, uh, but it, I, I've been here a very long time, and then. I'm hearing her, your, her mother. And then it went from blink, 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 being very kind of a charged environment to everything stopped. And so she crossed over to the light. Oh. Wow. And it was really something. Why is he going nuts? Our dog is like all of a sudden he can't stop chewing on us. <laughs> Want me to put him downstairs? Could
3: huh. be the
0: topic of conversation. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, he likes ghosts.
1: He likes a <laughs> ghost story.
3: Wow.
2: That was really interesting because... They took us to several areas of the hotel that, you know, um, we we had the run of the hotel. It was really fascinating. Now they have it all blocked off. It's like, Hmm. if you're not in the hotel, uh, they have doors that you have to go through. But while we were there, they took us to several other, there was this other room. I remember they said that, um, some couple came running out at two in the morning because the wife was screaming when she went in the bathroom. <laughs> oh wow! And she said somebody, some guy was looking at her in the mirror, Oof. and uh, turns out it was uh, there was one uh, producer who would always rent that room.
3: I guess so. Like yeah. fr-
2: in the thirties or forties, he'd rent the same room and bring up some starlet and you know do whatever. And um, so he he was haunting that room. And so if women went in the bathroom, he'd be in the mirror and you know, so uh, that was one there was there's a couple of rooms that were haunted that they took us to. Yeah,
1: but most, the reason why they brought us in was not just because of this little girl, was because that um, they had construction crews and the, and the guy and they're working with at the time like tools that you plugged in, had cords. Yeah. And then the cords to get unplugged. And it's like, all right, I didn't unplug that. All right, plug it in. Go back to work. It gets unplugged.
2: Well, and also the hotel was getting a reputation. Like people would not stay at it because there were oh. so many paranormal things going on. And it was getting a reputation. And so um, people would bypass this hotel and stay somewhere else. And so they they were like. Okay, we got to get rid of these spirits because it's it's starting to impact the business. And those
1: electric locks, like the guys would walk out of, like construction crew walk out, and the door would close behind them and lock. And it's like, all right, this is, and they were just saying, we don't want to, we're we're done, we're not. tools unplugging themselves, doors locking behind us. This is not what we This is not what we do. We don't have a union wage for getting ghost busted or get right. harassed <laughs> by spirits.
2: But one good one good thing came of it. We did help uh, the little girl to cross over and yeah. be with her mom and dad. Um, mm-hmm. Turns out she was the daughter of the groundskeeper, and at one point they actually had horses on the property. You know, right. so the guests could ride horses and right. the canyon and stuff. And so she was on a little horse one time and fell off and actually died. She broke her neck, And so um, she she was still there looking for her mom and dad. So we actually helped to have her cross over. So we felt pretty good about that.
1: I know this sounds fantastical to people who aren't used to hearing this stuff. But like all I can tell you is that Barbara uses equipment that helps us measure things. Um, we have, you know, very... We have good. We're just not walking in, and uh, you know, without people who can validate. There are people that validate this that 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 right. have lived there, that do research, that their livelihoods depend on finishing the damn hotel renovation. You know, right. so that be that would that put a fine point on it when they realized you know we're, we're having trouble getting workers to come back. Mm. So it was interesting. It was a, yeah, and
2: I, I think we did help. I did too. I, I think that, you know, they, after we had left, they didn't have many more problems anymore. The
1: hotel is in business. The yeah. renovation was complete. Um, Barbara and I also, too, we try to think of ourselves as being there not just for the people. Our clients aren't those just in spirit or in the physical, but right. in spirit.
3: It's
2: in spirit, too. You know, we, we We're think. We're there that, to help them, too. If
3: yeah.
0: we can. I love that. It's true. I mean, like, you know, with that little girl, for instance, just um helping her cross over. I mean, how many, you know, how many of these spirits are just stuck because of something that's happened and it's that trauma that's continuing right. on and they're not able to really connect the dots and Yeah.
1: Some are confused. Forward. They're truly confused about why they're there. Mm. They you
0: know,
1: some sometimes people, I'm going to turn off my phone, which shouldn't be blinking some, right now.
2: Some are, uh, yeah, some are confused. Some are afraid. Yeah. Okay. On what they did judgment. They don't yeah, want to be judgment. judged. Um, some don't want to go. Some that they, they were the king of this cat, that was their castle, and they don't want to leave it. And they're the happiest there, and mm. they don't want to go. So it, it, it's, There's many reasons, you
0: know, it's interesting. Have you, so have you encountered some of these spirits that maybe have communicated to you that they still think they're alive? They still think that they're just
1: living there. Well, they, they don't want to leave and they're, and they're actually a bit confrontational. Gotcha. So, um, that we're, we're dealing with conscious beings. They're reacting to things that we say and do. Hmm. And so, um, we, we usually like try to, if we're doing uh, like a communication, we'll say, do you know what year it is? Right. It, this is 2022. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, no, it's 1951 or it's 1896, you know, whatever they're comfortable with in order to get them to react. Right. So. Um, yeah,
2: I, we didn't remember. William.
1: Really, oh yeah.
2: There, there was this house and uh, it's. It's called Clovis, an area called Clovis. It's outside of Fresno. California. and um, Wolf there, Manor. Yeah, Wolf Manor, which they actually, the guy who owned it, sold it, and then they tore it down. Because he so, couldn't
1: do anything with
2: it. Because oh. the land was so valuable that they, I forget what they built on it. But anyway, we did get to go to that house before they tore it down because it had such a, a interesting history. It had been you know, a personal home of a family at one point, and then they lost it. And then it became kind of a brothel. It's a big mansion. And then it became like a hospital. And then for people
1: after world war II, it had lots of bedrooms.
2: And then it became kind of a veterans
1: veteran's home.
2: Yeah. And so it was many, many different things, but it had a lot of like negative stuff in there. Mm. And so, uh, they what they did was they put Mark and I in the house and uh, basically shut us in the house. They we were the only ones in the house, and we went to this one room which was like it, it, it was a hospital area for these veterans. And Mark actually laid on one of the gurneys. Creepy and, experience. And then I was out. I was out in the hallway measuring the different energy uh in this hallway and we were talking to this spirit called uh william remember william and he
1: didn't want to leave because yeah, he, he and all of his friends leave. were there mm.
2: yeah, he he goes i i can't leave my buddies. not leaving i can't leave my buttons you know
1: and it was just a, i mean i wanted to see you know it's like sometimes you can uh when you're doing investigations they can be you can use triggering devices and so if they were used to seeing or conversing with someone who would have been on a journey, or seen someone come and go on a gurney. There was gurneys there, and I said, "All right, well, it's creepy as hell, but I'll give it a whirl." Right. <laughs> not oblivious to the creepy factor, I get it. You know, Barbara. Barbara's like,
3: "Oh, I don't
2: Well, I was in the creepy hallway. She was in the creepy by herself. Everybody said somebody got pushed down the stairs, and there were like dark figures. You know. Oh, oh yeah. So I was in the creepy hallway by myself.
1: You heard growling but, too. Yeah, I
2: heard growling. Really? Oh yeah, that one room. Oh, this is great. They, uh, There's this one room on the lower level and they don't tell the girls because the, only the girls get growled at. So I, you know, nobody told me. So I go down in this room and I hear this, you know, growled at. And, you know, I was like, oh my god what was that you know
1: by the way this house is off the grid there is no active electricity we bring in our own batteries to power things
2: yeah but, there was no electricity there was anything.
1: nothing if you wanted to run a camera we're using you know battery operated cameras right because it is a it, there was it was a dead zone so to speak
3: so and so
2: i so i'm i'm standing there and i'm like i just heard a growling up Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I forgot to tell you. There's like somebody growls at all the girls that goes in here. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for not telling.
0: <laughs> Conveniently forgot to tell you that. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: No,
2: it's just the women. Just growls at the women. So, but anyway, that was an interesting house, and I, I really felt, I, I, I felt like we failed because I really wanted to cross over William. I really, but they didn't want to. We wanted to get him back to his family and it he just would not go. He wanted to stay with his buddies. Those were his family. Then
1: Barbara Heard smelled cigar smoke up in the, the rooms. And there's like, we're not smoking. That same property too. We went out to our cars and because this property had been broken into so many times oh, yeah. that the owners put up motion detectors with big floodlights. So okay. if you were to come near the house, the lights would flare on and you would be seen. So, uh, but we were with the owner. And so we were waiting. We had one door open to the car and we were waiting like, oh, 10, 15 feet from like the front of the house, quiet night, no wind, no nothing. We're sitting there waiting for friends to come back. We're like the last person to leave and lock up. So we would all leave. And then we see these motion detector lights flare up on the side of the house by themselves. And it's like, there's nobody there turning on the yeah, lights. Who
3: did that? <laughs> who, what turned
1: on the motion detectors? Yeah. And then our car door slammed on us. And We're
2: it good. wasn't windy. And it wasn't
1: windy. Yeah. We went out and it's like, so, but the idea if it was wind, the wind wouldn't kick off the motion detector, but right. it wasn't windy. There was nothing we could see that would visually cause the lights to jump on and then there was nothing that we could see that would slam the car door with really that hard. energy. Like, whoop.
2: yeah, it was it was oh. like somebody was mad and Said, just get out. slammed the door. Yeah, it was really hard. The whole car shook.
1: And it's like, did that really just happen? You yeah. know, it was like, that's pretty interesting. So um, you never know what you're going to run into if you do these things.
0: Yeah. Wow. And and. And I know you say you sometimes you now you try to make a habit out of it uh, to try and prepare yourself and protect yourself. Right.
3: right. Surround uh,
1: ourselves in white light of love and divine protection. Right. Well, uh, I bring holy water with me. We, you know, we we surround ourselves in you know white. Uh, we say prayers before we go in. You want to see? Is he doing something? I guess he's. No, right. he
2: wants to go up. All
1: right. <laughs> spoiled child. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, we
2: bring we bring things. uh, We've had rosaries. uh, Mm. We we wear uh, crucifix.
1: What about that one time you read uh, the prayer of Saint Michael?
2: Um, There's a there's a prayer of Saint Michael to um,
1: the archangel. The
2: archangel (coughs) to it's against uh, demons, uh, against Satan, and I actually have a copy of it in Latin. And I remember this one house we went to uh, friends' um, their house. Uh, they, there was something malevolent. Yeah, they had
1: kids, and they were like things. All something kinds of electrical bad, things were happening around yeah. the house. That were like,
2: but they felt like this heavy dark energy. Yeah. Hmm. And so I go let let's just try and read this prayer in Latin just to see what would happen. And we did
1: this with uh, lots of monitoring devices on. Okay. To see if there was anything that had happened energetically, and as soon as Barbara started to read it, it was like we were electrocuted, everything started like blinking again, horror movie. Right, do, 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 do. Right. It's like they don't like that, they don't like hearing this prayer of Saint Michael the in Archangel Latin. in Latin. It seemed yeah. to um cause a stir, you know, mm. it really did. Um,
2: yeah, when, that was interesting,
1: they don't like. That they don't like holy water. I, um, I was in a place uh, again. Well, they
2: don't like uh crosses. Either. They
1: don't seem to many. It's um you know we're, we live in an area that's predominantly, you know, predominantly you know, Judeo Christian that would understand the symbolism of of crosses. Or you know maybe in a, an area where Buddhism or other religions are more prevalent. But um we went into this one place and. All of these meters like and what I mean, we have like three different meters measuring different uh, electric energy uh, around us in different ways. Okay. And So um, I threw holy water out and all of the, the lights started dee, 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 like not, you know, like reacting almost like we were annoying them. And so I stopped throwing the holy water and then the lights went down and nothing started to happen again. But then they started to come up. I keep a bottle of holy water next to me. And so I, I, I just reached for it. And then all, and all of like the like, you stopped like, okay, you understand what I'm doing. They're observing us. They're interacting with us. Wow. But it was just the idea. It's like the implied threat. I'm going to throw more, more holy water and everything in this one particular house. <laughs> it, it calmed down immediately. And it was just like, that's pretty interesting. I mean, um, I'm, we're, we're, we're raised Catholic. We're not, you know, we're not, we don't go to church every Sunday, but we, 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 we are observant and we try to be, we we try to make sure that wherever we go, that spirit knows what team we're playing for Mm -hmm. and that uh, it it, it seems to matter. So that was that, that time in particular, they seem to, now if you went in, if let's say, if you're Jewish and you were saying a prayer that was about, protection i imagine that they would handle that with the same kind of reaction you know Mm -hmm. whatever your faith would be is if you're acting in that faith my my impression is that they some of these spirits that are there for negative reasons or unsure reasons or unclear um they would probably behave in the same way
0: and do you think that's from the place of intent and intention
1: i think so yeah you know um I also, you know, we're not just purely, you know, we we use smudging. We use, you know, I'll use salt. I see that. Understand the the, the point in the barrier. Understand, and, and there's different other modalities of, of of protection that work. I believe in that, and you're absolutely right about it being intention. So, um, if you, whatever you're whatever your again your faith, your belief, your creed, if you understand it to be. Um, of value and strength to protect, I would wholeheartedly recommend using it. Mm. Talking about how, you know, whatever it is.
3: So, and
0: and have you been in situations where, you know, I mean, you you touched upon this a little bit with, you know, with using the holy water, but uh, are there times where there's been any kind of really violent action that's, or reaction, I should say?
1: The door slamming was pretty significant. Um, we've seen things move by themselves. We've we've been on camera and had dark like images of things just kind of obscure
3: us. I think there.
2: Uh, there. I remember that one time at the hospital in Boyle Heights. Yeah. Um, it, it it was this hospital. Was, it's in East LA. Yeah, and it, it it had a lot of like negative energy um, because there'd be uh, a lot of. Like gang violence, and okay. so they would bring
1: people who've been shot. You know, people there. have been
2: shot or whatever, and um it was also that hospital was also like a. Um, at one point, when it was first built, it was some type of a like asylum or something. It
1: might have been. I mean, say so they, they had to deal with a lot of street people. But
2: I remember I was walking with Mark down one of the halls, and I go. Oh, what's in this room? And Mark kind of stuck his head in there, and he goes, "No, you don't want to go in there." (laughs) So we didn't go in there.
3: You don't want to go in
2: there. Oh, I don't know what it was. It was probably the morgue or something.
1: Well, one thing that was interesting is that we went into a place, and I was on our our friends brought cameras that these cameras take um, electrical energy and form it into sticks. So if there's a person in spirit. Instead of it just being like a big um, glob of, you know, color or vague energy, it forms it into stick figures. So you can see um, it's been used on a number of TV shows where you can see there's a stick figure walking by you in spirit. And I don't understand the technology. I just know that it's like that looks you can see a stick figure, green sticks, and they move. Well, I was being filmed with that same equipment, and I said, there's something trying to grab my throat. And so they put the camera on and sure enough there was a green stick figure guy on my neck. And I and I said this and is And
2: there were ones that were kicking you. You were
1: kicking me and it was almost <laughs> what is that movie uh where Bruce uh, hmm. uh oh it, it, it's like a it's a campy wonderful funny horror movie where this guy Army uh, of Darkness Army of Darkness oh, yeah. you get all of these little beings kicking you and biting you. <laughs> well, I had a couple but it was just like Holy smoke, look at that. I mean, I I only know what, I don't see him. I just feel it. He
2: was being
1: a, and there was like stuff going like, <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it's not hurting, but it's almost like you're aware of something tapping and, yeah. and then you see it on camera and go, oh crap, look at that, you know, wow. and so it was really interesting, but um, in terms of, oh, one time uh, I did get a burn on my arm. We went to a house that had been, um, Bikers. a biker hangout. Yeah. Where murders had taken place.
3: Oh.
1: And they, oh. Um, they used me. to hang out with uh,
2: Charlie Manson. He used to be there. You know. Tell me,
1: do you have a, uh, in your house, do you have a pit in your basement large enough to hold bodies? No. I'm no. You don't seem, Jay, you seem like a very well, reasonable, house, thoughtful man, guy. Yeah, okay.
2: This house had a pit. Had a pit <laughs>
1: that they would keep a loose rug over. And it's like, all right. I believe most things that if you see in a house, there's a purpose for it. Sure. What is the purpose for that pit? And so I saw people in spirit that, and then I, then I felt like tss, my arm, I don't know if you've ever gotten like a, a hot ember on your arm. And I had a puffed up red blister on my arm and it took a long time for this to go away, but it's like, I got a red burn on my elbow by my forearm in this place. And no one was smoking or flicking. But there
2: there was a murder in the house. There was murder. The young woman was murdered. Yeah. Um, I think they overdosed her. They overdosed this. Yeah.
1: And it was just, oh, I walked into this place. And the first thing I go, go, there's, um, Cordite had been, people were firing bullets in this small room. And it's a small room. And uh, the owner said, well, actually, when I moved in, I had to fill a bunch of bullet holes in the walls. So it's like they
2: would shoot, they would oh. shoot off the gun, you know. They were
1: killing them. people in the room.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, and oh, she right. said there was a bullet hole in the window, bullet hole in the walls. And I didn't know it. I'm just kind of like, you know, dark, and I'm not going, let me take a look of your drywall before I say anything. Right. No, I just smelled cordite. Wow. And there's good old Rusty deciding to chew on our other dog. <laughs> anyway, so but um wow. So that was an interesting experience. But Barb and I, between things that she has smelled and things that I've experienced, um, there's a lot out there if you're not, if you, you know, I would
3: there's tell nothing. people. We,
2: we haven't experienced, um, you know, uh, like one of our favorite movies is The Conjuring. And
1: yeah. we, oh, yeah. we
2: haven't experienced anything. Since,
1: there's Hollywood in that one. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Film. Where
2: you know you're thrown across the room, or you know, nothing like that. Um, I mean, we've been touched,
1: you feel your hair pulled,
3: yeah. little things
1: you know, you get pushed, like you say, pushed, pulled, mm-hmm. nudged. And I do think spirit is able to muster the energy to do that, right? And frankly, I feel pretty fortunate. Other than a door slam and seeing like um an object, like it was a sizeable, like a plate, uh, like a large plate move across the table by itself and just. Yeah, I just saw that. You know, that's pretty. And they'll they'll do things almost like we're here. Oh. Mm. I know we're running short of time. One one last thing um, in that house where the gang where the gangbangers were,
3: yeah,
1: uh, or the the bikers, uh, we went up to the refrigerator, and they, they saw the working refrigerator, and it kicked out like we try to debunk things. Okay, sure. that's badly. Uh, there's a fuel fuse box over there that has not been well insulated. So it's going to generate a lot of EMF readings.
0: Okay, right.
1: And I went over to the fridge, and like a generator or some motor on it kicked off, and then all of our electrical um, meters, like the what is that one? The EMF. The EMF meter started to go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and it started to climb oddly fast, and it just started like spinning, like, and then it stopped at sixty-six point six. Six, six, six. (laughs) And I'm looking at it going, oh, so that's who's here. What are the chances of
2: that? Six, six,
1: six. (laughs) Stop. And it's like, hey, this is who it is. You know, don't mess with us. And it turns out that there was a a motorcycle gang, I didn't know, that would patched over to the hell's angels. They were called Satan's disciples. So Satan's disciples were most likely in this house. 666 on the meter, and then it kept spinning up one and then it came dropping again. And so that's not something that you can manipulate very easily. And or but if you're in spirit and you have the appropriate energy and you want to give someone the willies like they were trying to give me, and and but six six point six, and it just froze there. Just
3: all right, you've
1: you've shown your hand. I got it. I, I,
2: I feel pretty safe around Mark because he can he can hear them and that yeah. throws them off because I think they when they feel they're empowered that you don't you don't know they're there or whatever. But we're on to them and I I just feel very safe when Mark is there. And I feel
1: safe with her because she knows um Well, much, I don't how back to, down. And she keeps an eye on me too. We both yeah. keep each other watch each other's backs and I think that's what makes us effective as a as a couple and as a pair of paranormal investigators.
0: I love that. You know, especially with like that collaborative, you know, effort. Obviously, the dynamic works. Oh Um,
2: yeah, definitely. Our energy is something. It's a bond that um, it keeps us safe. Yeah, it does. does. It does. So.
0: And you plan on doing more together? I mean, do you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We we, we get called. We're we're working uh, with a TV production company that will hopefully bear fruit. But even that, like, um, we're talking
2: about a show, possibly. Yeah.
1: And we hope that that, but even still, like, for fun, we'll go, like, this weekend, we're going to Jekyll Island, Georgia. We're well known for hauntings. And so we do that. And then we're going to Savannah this is right. What do you do when you know, you're know you on vacation? Let's go find a few ghosts and we'll have a, we'll have a little fun. We'll see what else has happened. We'll bring some equipment. We'll see who we run into, but um, just friends call us and, you know, we, we get, you know, calls. And also, of course, I, I do readings for people. I mean um, I get people will call me from around the world. I've had people from Spain this week from uh, Israel. And so, they call from anywhere and everywhere. I do readings uh, that way in case anybody would like to see who's there for them.
0: Right on. And so any, I know we talked last time about the idea of a book, but not quite there yet.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, we're the same people that we're working with on creative development. Barbara, I mean, Barbara's actually a very good writer. She's worked in the entertainment business. And so uh, I work as a writer. But I mean, she's also we'll collaborate.
2: We'll collaborate, on we'll
1: collaborate because yeah. I can't remember everything, and she certainly has a good handle on it. Yeah. So um, we talked about a couple of books. Um, I would say that uh, a couple of books in as a series that would address a number of topics in this kind of a spiritual area an arena. and arena.
2: Just a just a heads up on the show.
1: We'll let you know.
2: It's uh, but can we can we mention no. We cannot uh, okay.
1: say that we're contractually <laughs> obligated to keep a
2: little lid <laughs> on it. Can't drop a clue, but uh, it will it de- it'll deal with a lot of the investigating that we've done, yeah. and, um, and uh, new surprise investigations. Yeah,
1: that's what we're hoping yeah. for. Because also, too, what we found is that spirit, um, you know, you can live in a home and spirits won't bother you because they don't think you're paying attention or that they can't get through to you, right? But if they think they can. Then they will reach out and start to do things. It's almost like you hear someone speaking your language in a foreign country, you'll go in and seek them out. If people in spirit notice that Barbara and I are like aware and talking about them, they're conscious beings. It's the one thing I would encourage people to recognize these are conscious beings. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you may be, they may see you as encroaching on their home, their place, where right. uh, or, or their time. They may be not fully aware of what time it is. So mm. as in not,
2: or, or they might or be curious or they're curious too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who are you? What are you, what doing, are you doing in my house?
1: <laughs> it's,
0: it's interesting because from my own personal experience, um, even just like the past few months, uh, I've had more activity happening around me and it was after a period of time of really thinking about stuff and feeling, mm-hmm. feeling stuff that I started experiencing just, you know, something as simple as like, you know, one of those like battery operated, like remote control candles that goes on. And you know, it's oh, like yeah. the kind that you put in your window around the holidays. Yeah, it's One yeah. of those, we just happen to have one in the dining room and the remote controls up on the, on the table. And, and it was just happening periodically throughout different times. And it was odd, you know, cause was, my girlfriend would notice it. I would notice it at weird times. And it was usually around the times that I was thinking about my mother. And, It was, you know, so I said, okay, you know, no big deal. And then I just recently was visiting with my father and my mom did not like mice, did not like rats or anything like that. She just got the heebie-jeebies around them. And my father and I were talking about just like, you know, field mice in our old house that I grew up in. And, you know, we're on a farm and how the new house, we had never had any mice. As we were talking about mice, my mother's recliner, which was positioned behind me, uh, where she used to sit all the time. Something fell. I don't know what. As my father was talking about mice, and we both just looked over, like, "Okay, we'll stop talking about mice." Like, "All right, God. sorry, mom." There you go.
2: Sorry, yeah,
1: right, mom. We won't. We won't bring up the mice anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's it's just that thing where there's that yeah. energy there. As long as you're open to being right. cognizant and aware uh, and open to it, um, I think it's it's always there. Yeah. yeah. So I and, appreciate and also, respect what you're doing. Yeah,
2: it's like um i would also say to uh everyone that you know who have lost family or loved ones that they're they're there they're around you they're always looking out for you uh you can talk to them that they hear you and they can come in your dreams you can uh i i have a very vivid uh dream um capability. Yeah, and, Barbara
1: dreams. I'm remember nothing. She'll and, wake up and have these lucid dream memories. And I'm just like and, I'm,
2: you know, I have a visit with my mom or my dad and it's like they're right there, you know. And so you know there's there's ways that you can communicate. Even if you just sit and daydream and think about them, they're they're there with you. So you know it, it's it's hard when someone passes it's like it's hard for us here because we feel they're gone. They've left their body, but mm-hmm. they're actually, their energy is, is still there. They're they're still there with you and they'll be there for you when it's your time to cross over too. So
3: hmm. I It'll love that.
2: Opinion.
0: Yeah. Well, is there a, is there a main website for the two of you? Do you each have a separate one?
1: What? Well, if you reach me, I mean, If you wanted to get a hold of both of us for a paranormal investigation, or if you want to do a reading, um, you can reach me at marknelsonmedium.com. Marknelsonmedium.com. We have videos in different places, but I have a couple of videos there. And... um, That's the easiest way to get a hold of us. But
2: um, I'm going to be working on uh, an Instagram for us um, called the Paranelsons.
1: Yeah, people are calling us the Paranelsons. I love that.
3: (laughs) 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 All right, all right, well.
2: So I'm going to be working on that uh, over the next month. And so we'll give you a high sign. Maybe we, we just need that. to make that our yeah, website,
1: Paranelsons.
2: We Paranelsons. Get... and um, I'll be posting some of our Jekyll mm. Island investigation—you know, little film clips and stuff. Mm. So, um, so that's something that you can keep an eye out for. So,
0: I love that. That's, <laughs> that's great. I, I say, I say, after this, you you just you hop on one of those, you know, web domain. Buyers and we are <laughs> <paranormal>. <laughs> there. It is that's awesome. Uh, so any any uh, so when is the uh, investigation coming up? Uh, within the next month, you would say?
1: Oh, or? we're leaving. Uh,
2: we're leaving uh, two, two days. Wednesday. Uh, wow.
1: The day after tomorrow yeah. to go, and and we'll let you know if we find anything really interesting. How I About think, that, Jay? I think
2: we are going to find. <laughs> oh, we always do. It
1: finds us. They wake <laughs> yeah. up. They wake us up in the middle of the night. Stuff happens. It right. Just, Oh, and we are going
2: on a ghost tour in Savannah, yeah. so uh, that'll and be fun. Again,
1: they tend to pick at us, so it's fun, and it's uh, we can't wait.
0: I love Savannah. There's a lot of
1: history there. <laughs>
2: oh, it's great, and very paranormal. There's always yes. something happening.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, Jay, thank you for having us on. Thank oh. you so much. Oh,
0: it's, it's my great. honor. I, I, this is great, and sincerely, I can we do it again sometime soon?
1: For you?
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> you betcha. The awesome. The <laughs> of
1: the Paranelsons. We'll be back. And there you have it.
0: I can't thank both Mark and Barbara enough for their time, their energy, and everything that they're doing. And if you wanted to book them for any kind of investigative research, you can find them at marknelsonmedium.com. And be sure to follow them on their recently new Instagram page at Paranelsons. That's P-A-R-A, Nelsons, Paranelsons. If you're watching, be sure to hit that like button. We really hope you subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell so you can find out about new episodes when they come out. Thank you all so much for joining us. And until next time, take care of one another and keep thinking for yourself.